0: Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison-Bauer. Jodi used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jodi will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jodi Harrison-Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly
1: Authentic. I'm your host, Jodi Harrison-Bauer, and I'm so excited to have you join me today Along with my guest, I can't wait to introduce her because you are going to love what she has to say. If you are new to the show, I want to let you know that you're in for a treat because every week we aim to educate, empower, entertain you a little bit and inspire you so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, why are we all here for not living fearlessly authentic? And it's not the easiest thing to do, but that's why I have the show so I can try to help you because for so long I was afraid to take risks. So my guests are people who have taken risks when you didn't think they should, or they were told not to, or they've created products or services that help you live a fearlessly authentic life. So please remember to subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. We have over a hundred countries listening to this show right now. And so I love hearing from you. Please keep emailing me and telling me what you want to hear. You can find me at Jody Harrison Bauer, and you can also go to YouTube and check out me and my guests talking so you can see what we look like. So I want to introduce right now my guest, Felicia Hirschenhorn. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: I know. I'm excited. It's been like lots of ups and downs and we finally oh got God. here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to introduce you to my listeners right here. Um, Felicia, also known as Rooney, we we will talk about that in a second, by her family and friends, has always been the first to lend advice or a tampon, help you apply your fave dude gloss or drop a sex tip or two. We'll talk about that too. Felicia's MO was always to be your ultimate hype girl when it came to body, beauty, or sex. Felicia quit her day job as a lawyer at 28 to create Rooney, an intimate wellness company, and is redefining self-care as a pursuit of pleasure, radically transforming sex lives, and tackling the taboo of sexual wellness. How do you like that intro?
0: It's a big bill to foot, but it it
1: is, (laughs) it is. You sound very impressive. And I love, I love your story. So why don't we start at the beginning? You, you grew up in Toronto Mm -hmm. and you kind of sort of felt like a bit of an outcast there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why was that? So I feel like in the community I grew up in, there was like things to do, things to say, places to go. And if you didn't do those things or say those things or fit well within that mold, you were like, like you mentioned an outcast or it was like, people were looking at you weirdly and I never subscribed to it. I mean, I tried, trust me, I want, I wanted to fit in, but it just didn't work with me. Like, and I was always crazy and creative and like doing things my own way. So I found musical theater and that was kind of kind of my out, but that's kind of what happened. Like, I just didn't feel like I was doing things the way that people were doing them, but more than that, I wasn't getting happiness from doing those same things. Like, so I tried, I was like, please. (laughs) Right,
1: right. So even trying those things that you thought would like feel more creative, you still didn't feel like that was it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, we all grew up, you know, going to the same schools and the same camps and wearing the same clothes. And I just like, I never felt comfortable in that. It was like weird for me, but I saw all my friends getting so much like pleasure out of it. And I was like, why isn't that happening for me? Like
1: it's, it's funny because when I think back a long, long time ago, you know, when I was still married over 20 years ago, thinking like sitting at a country club, little kids, everybody's got their little kids and thinking I just don't fit in here. And that was in my thirties. And even like a little bit younger, I like in high school, I felt like it didn't fit in a little bit, but more so as I became more aware, I guess it took me a while to become more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just so important to talk about that and realize that and realize, okay, well, if I don't really feel like I fit in here, does that make me super eccentric and weird? Or where do I go to become my most fearlessly authentic self, right? Where do I go? What do I do with all of this I have inside of me? So where did that take you once you felt like even that wasn't fulfilling to you?
0: You know, it's I'm still on the journey. I'm Mm -hmm. still there. I like that that answer. Figuring it out. But I think you know, the part of being fearlessly authentic like that came much later. Like when I first decided, it was a conscious decision. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is just like not working for me and I was mean and I was not nice and I wasn't like fun to be around. I didn't even like myself because right. I was like I'm doing things constantly that don't bring me happiness and don't bring me pleasure. And I think the first even in my relationships, like my personal relationships with boyfriends, like I just wasn't fun to be around. Um and, and you probably weren't. So you weren't your best human. So that's, um,
1: so your relationships probably all sucked.
0: Yeah. They were horrible, really yeah. horrible. And it was very difficult for me to keep up relationships because I just didn't care because I really just wasn't happy. And so right. I didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it. So I wasn't putting anything in it. And even like moments where I was giving a lot of myself away to people, it was, felt like it was such an energy expenditure because mm. there was just so much of me going into making like one social interaction happen where it seemed normal. But in my brain, I was like, I'm so unhappy. And I it's think- that
1: the- de- It's that depletion of energy, right? Yeah. And then yeah. did you find that, because I have gone through phases like this and a lot of people who are very creative and I'm not saying I'm as creative as you are by any means, but we tend to isolate ourselves a little bit because then we're like, we don't know where to go. And then, then you become depressed. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and tell us about your journey, like how this happened.
0: You know, I was always really like outgoing and bubbly and the thing was, is that would bring me like, that would bring me so much excitement. So like being on stage, whether that was like actually on stage or like doing a performance in my real life, pretending like I was normal, like that kind of became something that I would play into. Mm -hmm. But instead of me going home and feeling like energized, like you just mentioned, I would go home and be so depleted. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like, this is a crazy story. I think now it's about four years ago. But I decided I was like, I'm gonna try yoga because like I was really wound up, like so wound up, so tightly, like to the point where it was like, if I, if they messed up, like they brought me low sodium soy sauce instead of like the regular soy sauce, I was your shit. Right. Oh my god, I was flipping out. Right. So I'm like, I need to try yoga. Okay, so I go to the yoga studio that's around my house, and you know they would do those like twenty dollars a week things, um, and you could try it out. So I'm like, okay, I'm here. to try it out. Here's the 20 bucks. They're like, give, give us your email. I'm like, okay. So I give my email and they're like, you know, this is we'll give it to you for 20 bucks. Don't worry about it. But you've been here before, but it was a long time ago. I'm like, what do you mean I've been here before? They're like, you've been here before. And then they like click, click, click on their computer. They're like, (laughs) it was actually 10 years to the day, like the exact day and I remember I had, I was 16 and I had gone to a yoga class, but I guess it was, a, they called, it was like a different studio. They had like right. changed owners changed the name and I had forgotten, but it was, and they, I guess, absorbed their book of business, but it was 10 years to the day. And I was like, mm, something, something's interesting here. And then I walked right. into the class, my life was changed. And after that class, that teacher now is still like a very close friend of mine. I go to her, all her classes all the time. Um, but I... Made a decision in that class, like I was just going to release anything that wasn't for me. This teacher's name, for anyone who's in Toronto, is Lisa Jane White Yoga. She runs Moto Lawrence Park. She's amazing. Um, and I literally, what she was talking about, just releasing the things that weren't for you and accepting the things that were. And sometimes that's not easy. Like sometimes that's not it's not easy at all. Mm
1: -hmm. It's very. You hear people talking about that all the time: releasing what's not for you and accept. What what is coming for you and doing mm-hmm. what feels right for you. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Again, feeling like, okay, I still don't fit in, right?
0: Right. And it's- people also think like, okay, if I'm releasing everything that's not for me and every, and accepting all the things that are, it's like, it should be easy. No, 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 no. Like sometimes the things that are meant for you are the challenges are the trials are the tribulations. And you can't just release something because it's, you know, difficult, but if something is bringing you so much strife and something is giving you like internal pause and questioning, like we mentioned who you are and, and you know, what your purpose is in life, like then you have to start maybe recalibrating. And so after that class, I was like, I'm recalibrating my life. And, you know, I let go of certain relationships that weren't meant for me. I decided, you know, what, law, I worked so hard to become a lawyer. I went right. to law school. I did all the shit that it's I was a lot of work. Yeah. And then I was like, it's not for me. <laughs> it's really not for me. <laughs> so- Is it?
1: Was it just mundane or it wasn't you, there were, you couldn't probably be very creative that's what i'm assuming but it was probably more than that
0: well as a lawyer number one you represent the bar association and you also represent your clients so like your personal views on things always take a step back and as mm. somebody that's like quite outgoing like i mentioned i was just like bubbly and kind of crazy and you know out there it was difficult for me i couldn't wear what i wanted to wear i couldn't say what i wanted to say um and not to say that you're like a stone cold robot but you always have to be aware that you're always always defending your client or representing your client and always representing the bar association and that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. so i always felt like stifled and kind of put in a corner and i just you know, one of the, I just remember like walking into work one day and being like, is this, am I really crossing this person's I feel
1: like I've given birth to you. I swear. I, I, you're like telling my story of like what I didn't realize in my twenties. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. And, but so many people are like, okay, doing that. And I'm like, I wish I could be like you, because I would have saved myself a lot, a lot of tears, (laughs) like a lot. Well, be grateful
1: that you recognize that at such a young age that you were like, this isn't working for me anymore. Because when I was growing up, it was like, okay, your parents told you, this is the profession you chose. This Mm. is what you are doing. At least that's how I was raised. And this is what you're sticking to. It was like, okay, you got married. I got married at 24. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know, I know. And I was, I had a great job and I gave that up. Um, I mean, it, was, it was an agreement with me and my ex-husband at, in, when I had my first daughter in 1989. But, you know, I'm thinking about, as you're telling this story, um, after I got divorced, I went out into the workforce and I sold eyeglasses. And I realized soon, you know, if I was wearing a tight dress and high heels, That the miserable woman sitting at the the gatekeeper, who is usually a miserable person, and I'm not saying you're all miserable people, but like that's who I ran into. (laughs) Um, And, you know, they wouldn't, they were mean to me. And then as I would start bringing coffee or cupcakes or anything like that, donuts, they would be nicer. But I realized they were judging me. So here I was, I was being Jody. But I had to fit into the box in order to be let in to speak to whoever I could talk to to sell my eyeglasses to. So I started showing up unauthentically in oversized dresses, flat shoes, hair like I didn't even brush it, no makeup on. And guess what? They let me in. Mm-hmm. And that was so hard for me to live with because I'm like, I'm not being myself. Right. So, I understand. Well, they that. felt
0: probably, you know, insecure because you were showing up doing like first of all, confident to wear something that they don't feel confident in wearing, you know, like being and it was more it was even probably less about what you were wearing and more about how you presented yourself just super confident and that energy can sometimes be intimidating. Right.
1: Um, right. And I, you know, it is important the way you present yourself. So, mm-hmm. you're you feeling stifled as an attorney wanting to do a good job. Like get me out of here because you can't breathe. You can't do your job well. So what was the impetus? Like you woke up one morning and you just said, I I'm done.
0: Well, so I had on the side, started a beauty company with uh, a partner. And then we ended up bringing on like a face of the company. She was an Instagram star, but we were kind of working on this thing and it started just becoming like, bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I was like, I can't dip my foot in the pot 10% because the output will only be 10%. 10%. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Like I I'm miserable. I wasn't miserable at my job. I ha- had amazing friends. My boss was great. The people were fantastic, but it just wasn't for me long term. I knew right. that I couldn't wake up and do this for the rest of my life. Um and so I was like I'm just gonna go for it. So I literally, it was actually crazy. I took a vacation cause I needed a vacation and I had one coming up and I, I was not going to quit. And then the day after my vacation, I literally was like, I have to get out of here. And it was, it was not the right way to quit at all, right. but I just knew if I stayed even one more second that I wouldn't follow through with the beauty thing, because I would come up with excuse after excuse after excuse why I needed to stay at my job. And I was feeling empowered and relaxed from my vacation. <laughs> right. It's, so it's I, like
1: staying in a relationship that, you know, isn't working for you. Because work is a relationship. Like staying in that relationship and going, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, but this is really good about them. But no, I really know that. And then one day for me, that's usually how it works. I wake up and I just feel empowered. We have this moment, right? And I think a lot of people talk about that. You just have this moment of empowerment of strength. And you're like, I'm going to do it. And you don't even think about all the things mm-hmm. you worried about before because they just, it it's, you just can't live like that anymore. So that mm-hmm. for me, that usually happens with breakups. Um,
0: Literally. And it's always worse. It's always like, I could have done this six months ago. Like- right, right. Like what took me so long to get to
1: this point? Yeah. Yeah. So well, tell me about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you do it, you feel, you suddenly feel free.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: And I, and I, that's what I want people to get from this is that at a young age, you recognize this about yourself. And for all of the listeners who are listening that, that are scared to take that risk. I want them to feel, you know, empowered and inspired mm-hmm. by your story. So you had this side business of beauty. You decided, okay, I got to go all in because this other job wasn't fulfilling me. I wasn't fulfilled as a lawyer. So what happened from there?
0: So we went all in with the business, with the skincare business, and it was great. It was a gummy skincare business. We got it into Saks. We got it into Nordstrom's, um, into JCPenney, um, a bunch of Verishop, like a bunch of different retailers. We did amazing online and it really became like this huge business. And it was really, really exciting. Did Did you have connections? Like, how did
1: you get into these big stores?
0: It's so funny. So we basically faked it till we made it right. Like with everything, we just were like, we are a big brand. We are a big brand. And I mean, listen, we had the influencer. She had 27 million followers. So they knew who she was and they wanted her, you know, all these big retailers want to speak to Gen Z and millennials. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're speaking to millennials, but they really want to move into Gen Z. She's just on the cusp of Gen Z and millennials. So it was really easy. They don't want to speak to any baby boomers. Like, for some reason, they're just like, even though we all have expendable income, like anyone over 28, 29 ostensibly has it. They're like, nope, Gen Z.
1: Wow, it's crazy. Go ahead.
0: It's so Sorry. crazy, but you'd be so surprised. Like th- they love the Gen Z and I-, I get it because it's like, they're the next consumer. So right. they want right. longevity. Right. But, you know, so it was really easy to utilize her as sort of like our medium and our invite, like into all these places. And I really felt like I found my stride. Like I was like, okay, I, I own a beauty, a beauty business. And I mean, you read my bio at the beginning, which is so funny to hear back. Cause it's like little sound bites of like experiences, but right. it really was like, I was always telling people, okay, like your foundation doesn't match and I'm not trying to hate on you. I just want you to know like your neck and your face don't match, but I have the right color for you. And Mm -hmm. I know the right person who's going to match you and, Oh, what perfume are you wearing? Oh, how do you get the flawless look? Or how do you do super glam? And, you know, where do you buy your clothes? Cause I never wanted to wear the things everybody was wearing. I never wanted to look the way anybody was looking. And I was confident when I, you know, had all those things that made me happy and people were attracted to that energy. And so I was always giving out tips and tricks. Um, And I felt like, okay, I finally am now doing something where I feel like this is what I meant to do, but. And it gave you a lot of joy. A ton of joy. I was very, very happy for a long time, but then I decided this is not enough. Like I want more and I want more now. And because once you get that little taste, this is, I always tell people like when you, it's just like breaking up. When you get that little taste of freedom, you're like, I want more more. Like, right, I right. can't wait to like compound that effect. So I did the beauty business. It was great, but I knew that it wasn't, I was sharing it with people because mm-hmm. I had co-founders and it wasn't like Felicia's show. And I had, again, a lot of ideas and a lot of concepts that I wanted to really see out to the end, but it just didn't fit with that business. So I decided mm-hmm. to leave, um, which was great. And I left. Was that
1: was that another scary decision or did that one by no. that point were like, this feels right, let's go?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I had okay. built up the business, right. the business was doing great. And I just, you know, like I knew again, where that business was going and what my role was going to be. And I wanted more for myself. And these ideas that I had in my head specifically for Rooney was not something that was compatible with that business. Um, and I knew if I really wanted to like live out my truth, it had to be doing something else on my own. Um, okay, so let's stop
1: for a second. So sure. that was CBD gummies. If I you said no, gummy, beauty. That
0: was so that was a uh, beauty gummy. Um, no CBD at all. Okay. Uh, Just had like active ingredients that you would take for like healthy skin. So for example, it's like a supplement. supplement. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. So one of the things in that I mentioned in your bio was that you like to give sex tips. So, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. That was one of the things I'm, I'm, I love giving sex tips. And especially from an older person, nobody expects me to give out sex tips, but it's fun because people don't think outside the box. So I'm feeling that part of what wasn't completely authentic to you was that there was so much something so much deeper that you wanted to get into where -hmm. you wanted to have an impact on younger women Mm -hmm. or all all women. And you were not able to do that just through this supplement company.
0: That's exactly it. It was like, it was kind of, you know, we had our MO of what we were selling and how we were selling it, but there was nothing about like empowering women to, I mean, it's crazy that I'm on this podcast called Fearlessly Authentic Mm -hmm. because that is what I want to do. Um, And that's what I want to do through Rooney. Like Rooney is the company that I wish existed when I was like 15, 16, 17, 18. And not to say that people at 15, 16, 17 need to be thinking about sex or sexuality, but you have to start thinking about healthy relationships, about what you want, about what makes you feel good. And whether that's in the bedroom, the boardroom beyond, like Mm -hmm. those are conversations that we're not having. They're conversations that are not happening in school. And so all of a sudden you get to be 20, 21, 22, 23, you're starting to have sex. You don't know what a healthy relationship is. You don't know what makes you feel good. You don't know what you want. So not only can you not say yes, you don't feel empowered to say yes. You don't feel empowered to say no. And that for me is so important. So, you know, of course we have our fun branding and we talk about fun things and we give sex tips, but we also have like medically accurate information, medically accurate sexual information. We're also giving advice on how to live your best self, like how to be your best self and live your best life. And that can start anywhere. It does not have to start in the bedroom. That's where we decide to start. Yours Mm -hmm. can start ordering a coffee. You know how many people feel anxious going to Starbucks, ordering their coffee? Yes, I do know people who are Mm -hmm. like that. Why is that? I think it's like, you feel a lot of pressure. Number one, there's people yeah. in line. How am I going to pay for this? Will the person hear me? Do I have to take off? I mean, when the, when right. we're wearing masks, do I take off my mask? Like, d- is this, what size do I order? Does my, there's a lot of pressure just to order a coffee. That's such and- a funny thing. That's such a funny
1: thing that you bring up. Like, so a lot of times I'll be on the phone with one of my daughters and I'll order my cold brew so I ordered it as ice cold brew and Yay. she's like, mom, a cold brew is already iced. I'm <laughs> like, Oh, I just, so like every time I drive through Dunkin' Donuts now, I'm like, oh, uh a uh, cold brew. So, I mean, it's just a weird thing. I do. I have witnessed people getting freaked out when a waiter comes over mm-hmm. or a bartender comes over. They're like, bleh, bleh, like,
0: Well, okay. It's so funny. You say bartender because this, I'm not a huge drinker, but I, I enjoy a little alcohol every now and again. Right. But because I'm not a big drinker, I'm not like exploring things. And I remember like, I don't know what's good when they're like, what tequila do you want? I'm like, huh? Like the one that you put in the drink. I don't know. Like, are there different brands? Sure. I don't know them but I remember going out on dates when I was younger and I would feel so flustered when they would ask that question, like what tequila do you want? Or what type of drink? And I wouldn't feel empowered to be like, you know what? I like sweet and I like tequila make me something good. And I remember as soon as I stepped into making that my order, instead of like freaking out over like yes. how will the other person receive me? It was like, the other person was like, oh my God, you just trust them. And I'm like, yeah. Like, cause how am I even, what if I order something like a drink and the tequila that I like and it comes and it's still shitty. Like I'm in the same right. spot, you know? Right.
1: right. And you know, I've been ordering healthy. I've been eating healthy for the last mm. 30 years. And when people weren't eating healthy and didn't understand eating every three hours. And so now when I'm out with my friends, they just say, I'll eat what she's eating. Yeah, they I'll know drink you. what she's drinking. Cause I know she orders it it's probably good. Mm-hmm. So going back to your business called Rooney and it's yeah. named that because it's
0: my childhood nickname.
1: Okay. Yeah. We'll leave and we'll leave it at that. That's and it. yeah. So the um in starting the business you wanted to go straight for sexual wellness, right? Because yes. that's what felt the most authentic to you, I I would say.
0: Yeah, I always felt Like, this is a quote that I read and I think, you know, I've said this before, but it's from Diane von Furstenberg and she said, I never wanted to be a girl. I always wanted to be a woman. And I felt that like, I always wanted to be more mature than I was. And in so many ways, like the way that I dressed, the way that I carried myself, who I was speaking to, the subject matter I was speaking about, and I never wanted to feel like the younger person in the room. So I always surrounded myself with older people and like tried to make it seem like I was much more than I was. Um, And for some people that comes across as like over-sexualizing myself, and that's not what it was at all. I just wanted that maturity, but I did feel like I had a sexual energy to me way earlier than other people felt it. And I wasn't going around like talking about sex and talking about this. Like I was a regular right. kid just in my heart of hearts. I always felt that I was like more of a sexual being. And that's not to say that I was going out and having a lot of sex, like for someone that owns a sex company, um, you'd be surprised, but you know, I just always felt like this was something that spoke to me more, or I felt more comfortable expressing than other people. Yeah. And, and I felt like we have so many, I mean, 70% of sexual wellness companies are run by operated by designed by men and who are like the biggest purchasers in the sexual wellness space. Obviously women were the big purchasers basically right. in every space. Um, so like, why are men deciding what's going in and around my vulva? Like, why are they doing the branding? Why is it from their gaze, from their perspective, I just never could understand that. And you see now a lot of sexual wellness companies are popping mm-hmm. up and yes. they have branding that's very muted. Um, and I think that's a direct reaction to the over-sexualized, hyper branding right. that we've seen you know, in the eighties, nineties and early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too, but that also doesn't speak to me because like I said, I was always wanting to be this femme fatale, like, you know, sexual being, but I didn't want to be over-sexualized. I just wanted to do it in my way. So with Rooney, I still, we, I mean, now it's a big sort of like cultural trope, which is like divine feminine energy. And it's picking up a lot of steam and femininity has no definition. can be whatever you want. But at Rooney, I really want everyone, every woman, every, anyone who buys anyone who clicks on our page or our website to be in their divine feminine energy, whatever that means for you. Mm -hmm. So if that's dressing quote unquote, sexy, you know, which is traditionally sexy, I'll say just for definition's sake, do it. If that means, not dressing traditionally sexy and wearing like oversized clothing do that too it's so, the essence
1: it's the essence of the woman it really exactly. comes down and it comes down to an inner confidence
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and again it's not about if I if you know I could say this it's not about being sexualized what you're not mm-hmm. you're not promoting sexualizing yourself you're you're promoting that sexual empowerment like be who you are hmm and embrace that feminine sensuality and sexuality in the way that feels right for you. So Mm -hmm. what are some, what are your products that you can share?
0: So, okay. The first product that's out is the play primer and play primer is a serum designed for sex that enhances blood flow in your like pleasure zones, your erogenous regions. Um, and it's made with six ingredients. It's super clean, pH balanced, nothing toxic, antimicrobial, and it's really amazing. It literally enhances blood flow to your blood vessels to get you like all hot and bothered during your arousal during your cycle of an orgasm. Um, and so, and it, it, and it can be used alone or with somebody. I take it. Oh my it. gosh! Yeah. Yes, yeah. personal or pleasure play. We actually just had this fantastic article written about us. In well and good and the girl was like it gave me body quake I guess she had used it alone um well I know she used it alone because she wrote that she used it with a vibrator mm-hmm. um and that she was alone but she said it gave her body quaking orgasms with five minutes of aftershock and come on I swear this article came out yesterday well I have to read it you it, honestly when I got this article like when I I didn't even know that it was being written and I was She said she was quaking after using the product. I was quaking reading the article because I was so happy. And to see somebody write about the product in a way where they felt empowered to talk about how it affected their body and how it made them feel, I'm like, we couldn't have done that 20 years ago. That would have been like crazy.
1: Super taboo.
0: Yes. And it's not about like, oh, sexualize me and do this. It's like, this is just something that completely changed the way I look at my body. I feel my body. I get to know my body and get to know myself. And one of the things that people don't understand about sexual wellness, which is a shame, is that when you like take time during personal play to get to know yourself, what you like, what you don't like. When you are with a partner, if that happens for you with partner or partners, you're then able to communicate that to them and have deeper intimacy, not just on a physical level, but emotional, intellectual level too, because they will feel like, okay, she is, or they are being vulnerable with me. I can be vulnerable with them and tell them what I like. You're training yourself to be open and honest, not only with yourself, but also in other situations with other people. And then beyond that, Okay, so you translate those, you know, tools and tips and tricks that you picked up about being open, vulnerable, and honest with your partner. You've taken it to the bedroom. Well, now you take it to Starbucks. You now you know what you want. You feel empowered. Okay, you take it to the boardroom. What if you're negotiating a salary? That's a high pressure situation. If you don't it's, know how to it's communicate, vagina
1: power. It's, it's vagina it's, power. It it, yeah. it is, and uh, we talked about this. Um, Kim Anami talks. Did we talk about this when we first talked, Kim Anami? Maybe.
0: I don't think so. Actually,
1: Kim Anami, um, you should check her out. I had her on my show. She talks about that. Everything comes from the power of your vagina, mm. that a woman starts feeling empowered and it starts with building that confidence in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because then when you go to Starbucks or do you order that tequila drink, or you decide to leave a business or ask for a raise, It comes from that sexual confidence and it starts with sexual wellness, getting to know yourself. I mean, I've been in the fitness business for 33 years. So for me, I talk about being fit and well, Mm -hmm. because so many people don't want to have sex if they don't feel good in their body. And one of the things I talk about all the time is feeling better naked
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, and it's about being vulnerable. All of the things that you're talking about are all intertwined, the fitness, the sex, the better you feel, the more sex you're going to want to have.
0: Nutrition. Like, right. even, and I'm sure you know this, and like, this is something I'm sure you talk about all the time. Like, it's not about looking a certain way. And even when I've looked, so I actually lost 60 pounds, oh my God, 11 years ago. 60. So, sorry, 60. Wow, congratulations,
1: amazing. Honestly,
0: a long time ago, it doesn't even feel like it was me. I got my period very, very late. I gained a lot of weight very, very quickly. I think hormones were catching up with me. I was never overweight as a child and I was really only overweight for about a year and a half. Like it wasn't a long time, but it was so debilitating for me Mm. because I didn't know my body. I didn't know what was going on. And even when I had only lost like three pounds, so I was still 57 pounds overweight. Right. Do you know how good I felt not and not that I had to look a certain way but because I was taking steps to yes. you know make my bo- make myself feel better and for some people that's actually not even exercising at all that's just right. you know de-stressing in some ways you just feel better about yourself and even I know like when I eat food that maybe doesn't agree with me like junk food or whatever I'm not happy like no, and you're, not gonna, and you're and you're
1: also not going to want to have sex with somebody when you feel crappy in your body if you just Overful. ate like lots of hummus or I don't know whatever it is that doesn't make you like kale.
0: That's right. a killer
1: for me. Do not you cannot have sex after kale.
0: So or cauliflower. I was talking <laughs> right, the other right. day. I was so I was out and I was with a friend of mine and he had eaten cauliflower and he was like my stomach's hurting me and I'm like. Uh, Hello, right, right. exactly. Not rocket science, you know
1: exactly. And it it really does come from that that confidence, Mm and confidence is huge. So that that sounds like an amazing product. It's now that was that your very first product that you created?
0: Yes, so that's the first product for me, um, the play primer, Mm -hmm. and honestly, it's it's life changing for anyone that uses it everyone comes back with, oh my gosh, this has changed the game. I mean, there's also like so many other reasons why I started this and why I went with this product and formula, like I formulated this from scratch. I had the ingredients that I wanted to use. I had the intended effect. And then we kind of put them together and it was like seven months of going back and forth, um, formulating, trying, testing, whatever. But there's so many women and again, because sexual education in America is extremely fractured and anachronistic. They go through so many issues, you know, down there in and around their vagina, and their vulva regions, and they go to doctors. They not, number one, don't know how to describe it. They, number two, don't even know what they're going through. So many pelvic floor dysfunctions, so many issues with vulvodynia or vaginismus, like things like that, that make sex so difficult to enjoy and very painful. Right. And they just think, This is the way it's supposed to be. No, it's not. And if those are things that you're going through, there's a whole host of things that people have, ailments that people have. If you're going through any of those issues, you need a product like Rooney to help you, right? To assist you with anything that you have, like the CBD and the mushrooms together in my product in Play Primer really help with muscle relaxation. So if you're going through any tightness in the pelvic floor, like this is a product that's going to definitely change the game for you when you're in that moment of intercourse. It completely helps with penetration. How did you
1: know, where did you learn how to put together these ingredients? How? You-
0: so I knew, like, I just have always been really ingredient focused and ingredient based. Um, just soup. And it actually started when I started losing weight, um, because I was like, okay, these are things that I want to put in and on my body. And these are things I don't. And I just took an interest in, and not to say that some things are right for me, that means they're right for everybody, but I just took stock in what was working for me and what wasn't. Um, and so I've always had this interest in ingredients. And so I knew about CBD and I knew about adaptogenic mushrooms because I had taken adaptogenic mushrooms to calm, to relax, especially when I started yoga. Um, There's a lot of Ayurvedic science and a lot of Ayurvedic practices that are built into learning about yoga and they use a lot of adaptogenic mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, So I took, you know, basically four or five different ingredients to a formulator. And then they have a scientist there. And then, you know, we started going back and forth and back and forth. And then that's kind of how we landed on the final product. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had these three ingredients that I really was particular about and we made it work. So is there
1: anybody else out there that has this type of formula? And how are you different? Is that what differentiates you from the other sexual wellness companies? And are you blown away at how big and saturated the sexual wellness Industry is getting.
0: So I'll start with that. Yes. Okay. It's like every day there's a new lube, there's a new sexual wellness company. But I mean, it's because there's a gap in the market. Like, Like I said, we've had these like three companies that shall remain nameless who've been dominating the market and telling us what's sexy, how, how to look, how to feel, how to touch, how to taste. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a million ways we can do this. Like, why are we not focusing on all these other ways? So all these other companies are popping up now because there's such a vast gap in the market for them to all fill. And I love it. Like people are always like, oh my God, do you hate the fact that there's so many sexual wellness companies? I'm like, no, we should all be bolstering each other. Like, I agree. Right. Like yes. the co- competition. Great. I love it. Like they let them be smart in their lane. I'll be smart in my lane. And if our lanes intertwine and cross even better, like right. let's bolster each other. Let's get the word out there. Um, so not shocked at all. Really. I'm actually very excited about it. There's like no limit to the upper shelf for me and for my company. Um, and then when it comes to uh, sorry, what was that? the first question you asked? I forgot. Um, how
1: does it differentiate? Mm. Like the the product.
0: Right. So, you know, there are other sexual wellness companies out there that have products that are similar to mine, you know, that use CBD because Mm -hmm. it's a vasodilator but there's so many adaptogenic mushrooms and there's so many great ingredients out there that no two formulas are really ever the same. And number two, a lot of those sexual arousal serums, as they're called, use oil as a base because CBD is a fat soluble ingredient, which means that it needs a fat in order to activate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of them will use an oil base, which means that it's not compatible with latex condoms. I was just saying, oil- right,
1: right. The yeah. whole con- right.
0: So I was like, if I'm going to come out with, if I'm number one, going to come out with one product, Mm -hmm. I don't need to make it difficult for consumers to then have to go out and buy a special condom and blah, 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 blah. Cause we, not only do we want to practice safe sex, we also want to make sure that we scream from the rooftops. You should be using protection Mm -hmm. um, and should be practicing safe sex. So I was like, this has to be Latex compatible and latex safe. um, So it cannot have oil. So that's really how I differentiate myself from the other brands. Um, And also just really focusing on empowering women to do the things that make them feel good. Like it's all about for us pleasure practice. So even though this play primer, we started with sexual wellness, I really don't think about the brand as purely a sexual wellness brand. Okay. Like it's, it's a brand that does drops, right? And it's a brand that focuses on holistic wellness. So, like the next thing we're coming out with, which is in like three and a half weeks, is skincare. Um, so and again, it comes from my desire to be and need to be ingredient focused and like really focus on ingredients that are working for people and seeing gaps in the market and trying to fill them because. I are think you trying that. to reach
1: a certain demographic? So, like sexual wellness, I could tell you that. Well, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to be. I'm 61. I'll be 62 at the end of this year. Yeah, and you know, a lot of women my age will not talk about sex. They mm-hmm. it's taboo. Like over 55, they they don't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are all these products out there that are anti aging, anti this, anti that. So. With a sexual well, let's just call, with your product, um, do you, who are you trying to reach? Are you are you to have, have a really wide open lane or are you trying to keep it super narrow and go after Gen X and millennials? Or are you trying to hit the baby boomers? Because we're still having sex, by the way.
0: Oh, and that's the thing. So like a lot of women, when they hit menopause, of course, you know, like I know from my mom and her friends, I've been at the table when, you know, these conversations come up, like sex is difficult. It's much more difficult. And when you think about having sex, like self-lubrication, as you get older becomes more difficult. This product helps with that. And so number one, it's for people who have dysfunctions, pelvic floor dysfunctions, or if they have like issues in the bedroom, just because of whatever, you know, their sort of biological, the way right. the body is built. It happens, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's also for people who just get tensed up in sexual encounters. Yes. And you can be, you can be nervous. You can be scared. You can be anxious at any age. Um Like even, so I'm now 29 at 22 years old. If you think I know what I was doing, no, 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 no. I was scared shitless every single time I went and had sex. I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know what my body was doing because number one, I wasn't taking time to explore my body. Right. And this, a product like this encourages that of course you don't need a product to do that, but it encourages it that encourages. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. And also when you think about men and women pleasure, like one of the things that gets talked about a lot is how men generally have an easier time coming to orgasm and then resolution Mm -hmm. for women. It takes not only it takes a lot longer, but number two, we don't get to that point as easily. And we need a lot more TLC, right? A product like this makes, that part of sex a lot easier. You can relax knowing that the cycle of orgasm is going to be bigger, better, more intensified, right? So you don't have to be anxious of the fact that it takes you a little bit longer because this is going to help speed up the process. Um, but you can also I, have fun with it. Yeah. And so are they drops? Yeah. It's on, it's a serum. Okay. Yeah. It's literally, so this is the box, mm-hmm, which I Just love. like she cute. Yep, it's
1: just really simple.
0: So simple. So easy. This is the packaging. I love it. And so it's like literally in a little egg, you open it up and then you just literally, I don't know if you can see, does it have a taste to it? No, no taste, Mm -hmm. no odor, like no smell, no fragrance, no nothing. Wow. That's it. And like, literally it erupts it. What's so what is actually very, very funny. Like does it feel warm. No, it's actually a little bit more cooling. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit more cooling, but it's not, there's no like cool tingle sensation. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's not warm because a, a lot of arousal serums will give that warmth. Yes. This one doesn't do that. Okay. No smell, no taste, no nothing. But what's actually very interesting about it is every time I put it on my skin, it absorbs so and my skin is like extremely soft. And so that's what got me thinking about skincare. And I was like, I, whatever we have in this serum, like if we like pull out certain ingredients and put in others, like, I feel like we definitely could like make an amazing, like hyaluronic or something for your skin. Cause everyone comments, anytime I go for a manicure, they're like, your hand's so pretty, your hand's so pretty. And I'm like, it's cause I'm constantly showing people clay primer and rubbing it into my hands. So tell me like, about the skincare product. It is bananas for
1: everybody. Would you say this is for everybody again? It's yeah. It's basically
0: it's for all skin types. Um, we're using a really special ingredient. It's an AM serum. So you put it on in the morning Mm -hmm. and it helps protect against blue light. And it also boosts collagen production. It's honestly, and it's so smooth. It's so silky. It's amazing, but this is the thing. So again, everybody always asks me like, who is your target market? Like even you asked me. And number one, the reason why I wanted an ingredient that was amazing for people who are sitting in front of their screens all day is because people don't realize that actually the light, the blue light is worse for you than the UV rays that you're getting from the sun. Like I a lot of people are working from home. I guarantee you're not putting on sunscreen in the morning and you definitely should be putting on SPF if you're sitting in front of your computer all day. Oh, that's it's crazy. So, I, did not, I did not know that. It's so bad for your skin. And I also didn't know that until I started, I mean, with my last beauty business, I started researching like, you know, glycation and aging of skin and how that happens. And blue light is like one of the worst things in the world. So SPF definitely every day, even if you're just like chilling at home on a Sunday watching Right, movie. right. For sure. I, I wish
1: that you were around when I was growing up. Like you said at the beginning of the interview, I wish this product was around when I was 14 or 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And I wish that products like this were talk, talked about and that mm-hmm. they were around so I could have shared them with my daughters who are 29 and 33. Yeah. You know, and I, and I make sure like, you know, I it's so important for women to understand that you don't have to be in a relationship to use any of these products. I think more and more women know that these days. Mm -hmm. And we just now need to educate the older women that like, don't have to find a guy that it's okay to try these products and take out your vibrator or use your fingers, do whatever you want to do to have that pleasure because you're releasing endorphins. The same yes. way you would be releasing endorphins when you work out. And it's the reason people get addicted to sex, to working out, because they love that feel good. It's that feel good feeling you get. I don't want to
0: say yum yum. Yum, 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 yum time. Like that's, that's, it's so like, that's why I used to, and I still do like, that's why junk food I love because you get, um, you get yum, yum time. It's an instant, instant, instant boost of that yum, yum, yum time. And something like Rooney, the one thing like, The play primer, and then what will hopefully be the skincare and all the Mm -hmm. other things is it's like we're extending that yum yum time, but we're doing it in a super healthy way. Like, what's better than that? (laughs) Literally, and exercise, like you mentioned, is the exact same thing. Like, you're walking up to your spin class, it's like, oh, I don't, how am I going to do this? And then by the end of spin class, you're like, woohoo, right? Like, let's go again, time two,
1: right? Right, exactly. So, how does somebody find the product?
0: Mm. So you can go on meetrooney.com, M-E-E-T-R-U-N-I.com. M-E-E-T-R-U-N-I.com. Okay. And the website is literally one of my favorite, favorite parts of the whole brand because it's the photography is just so beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. very um feminine,
1: empowering, again, not sexualized. And I think that's mm-hmm. the most important thing that I want women to understand it. this is not about sexualizing yourself. This is about you taking care of yourself in the yes. most important and e- way.
0: Even when you gave me like your story at the beginning, when you were selling eyeglasses and you were wearing things that were tighter and whatever other, you were not sexualizing yourself. You just felt confident in that. And then other people sexualized you right. and you felt like, okay, I have to like give to get.
1: I That's have to fit so in. Weird, right? right. I have to fit in.
0: And so, with the sexual wellness company, I mean, now it's just sort of a wellness company, holistic wellness. But because we started with the sexual wellness product, I didn't want the photography. I didn't want the imagery to be like girls in lingerie with their tits out, right. you know, because I knew that was to be expected, especially when I'm going around saying female empowerment, divine feminine energy. Like when I'm dropping terms like that, I know what people expect. And I like in every single photo, I'm in a suit and I'm like, because I can still have sex and be a powerful girl boss or boss doesn't have to be a girl boss. You know, you don't have to, I can do both. They're not like mutually exclusive at all. And that's what I want to get across to women. Like you can go home, you can have sex, you can be sexy, um, quote unquote, traditional sexy, or you don't have to do that. But if you do, you can still go out into the world and kill it and be an equal and be more than an equal. You know, you can do both of those things or all of those things. I just want people to know that you can have it all. Like, and not my life. And I wake up every single day and I'm like, I will have it all today. I will. And I have I bad it. days, but yeah, I, you love, can have it I, all.
1: I love that you're saying that. And I could feel how much you feel about that. And I oh, can yeah. tell how much you want to help empower women. And we mm-hmm. can throw that women empowerment around a lot. But this is in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think you're coming for. A, to it and and explaining it, I love. I was writing down div, divine feminine energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's really what it's about. It's about you know embracing the feminine you, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to look masculine, and it doesn't have to look sexual. Mm-hmm. It's just strength. And confidence, mm-hmm. feeling just that that confidence in yourself and where does it come from? It starts with you. It starts from getting to know who you are from the mm-hmm. bedroom to the, like you said, to the boardroom.
0: And and anywhere. And what's so funny to me is that people are like, oh, you're just doing this, like you're hypersexualizing, you're this. I'm like, no, I feel confident when I wear tight clothes. So you will see Felicia wearing tight clothes, but if you feel confident wearing baggy clothes or you feel confident, you know, not wearing makeup, please do that. That's what I, I want you to know that there's not one way to be sexy. You can do it in any which way you want. And like we spoke about, I guess, a few minutes ago, it starts, everything starts from the vagina. It all starts getting to know yourself because if you don't even feel confident enough to touch your own body, how are you going to do anything else with confidence? Like you're you're compartmentalizing part of you and a big part of you, like a big part of being you know, of existing in this world as somebody who has a vulva is, is understanding how that vulva works, how how it plays into your life. Like there are times in the month where I'm sure you feel this way. You can't even get out of bed because you have pains from whatever. And it's starting down there. If you don't feel comfortable looking, if you don't feel comfortable touching, how are you going to exist in this world? And I just want women to feel confident. Like we're not even confident enough to go to doctors and be like, sex is painful for me. What is wrong? Right. Huh? I agree. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I get on this diatribe and I will die on this hill, but, you know, <laughs> you know. I, I, I love it. No,
1: there's, I watched a long time ago, Little Fires Everywhere.
0: Mm, you know I've heard of that.
1: Or It's with Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And she's in a book club and she's mm-hmm. very conservative. So mm-hmm. she's like the girl next door and she's in a book club and they're talking about, I don't, some sex book. It could have been Shades of Grey, but I don't really, is that the name of the book? Shades yeah. Grey, 50, shades. Like Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades. And anyway, there's a scene where she goes into her bathroom and she takes a mirror and looks at her vagina and she starts giggling right. because she's never done it before and mm-hmm. she's given
0: birth to like four kids. Like, and you know what? Like, it's just so crazy to me because I can bet that men have looked at their own, you know, private parts and they know exactly what they look like. Yeah. They know every little speck on it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And like, why are, why are we ashamed? I just don't want people to be ashamed of who they are and what makes them feel good, which is why I literally scream from the rooftops, pleasure, practice, pleasure, forward, pleasure, positive play. And it's not that you have to go around talking about sex. I understand the hesitation because it is a sensitive subject. We don't want kids, you know, engaging in certain behaviors and and being older than they are before they need to be. That is all things that I understand. The one thing I don't understand though, is when we attach shame to something that's natural, And then we don't have real conversations. And then again, we get to this final point, which is what I said earlier, because we don't know how to say yes, we don't know how to say no. And that's scary to me. So that's why I just want people to know themselves, know what makes them feel good, know what makes them feel bad, and then try and live their most authentic life as fearlessly as possible. And you will crack eggs to make an omelet every single time. There will be a lot of casualties along the way. Yes, I'm living proof of it, but- when you know who you are, when you know what you want and you know how to get it, there is nothing more powerful in this world.
1: Yeah, not carrying the shame. Mm-hmm. Because, because that's what happens as you start feeling the shame. Like, is anybody else feeling this way? So with companies like you and you being so outspoken and confident with your message, mm-hmm. I, I hope that in this show that people will spread the news because um, I love what you're doing. And I was going to ask you what it means To be fearlessly authentic.
0: Just means going after what you want. That's it that is it. And it's just so funny because now it sounds so easy. It's like when you give your friend relationship advice, it's like, you got to leave girl. But it's like, if that was you in that situation, you'd be there, you know, for like month six, seven, eight, when you should have left in month three. So it's easy to say, you know, to comment on someone else's life and say, go, okay, you want that raise, go ask for it. But of course there's so much added pressure, you know, the stakes are high. And so I just want people to start thinking, thinking about the things that they want. To live authentically and to do it fearlessly, just start thinking about the things that you want because you'll start thinking about it enough that you will start making small changes to get where you need to go because you can't get it out of your head. You know, There's only so long you can live in denial.
1: You're absolutely right. And you realize that when you wake up in the morning and you feel like you, okay, can't do this another day or Mm -hmm. this is you feel this huge block in front of you. like, okay, I need to remove this block, whether it's mm-hmm. a person or a thing or a business or whatever it is, move it aside mm-hmm. and start moving it forward. Start living my life as scary as it feels. I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. Oh, yeah. So- I am so like honored that we finally got on here together. Yay. And I can't wait to get the product and try it.
0: so excited. I cannot wait. I'm going to send you like, well, I've sent it already. Okay. But by the time this comes out, you'll have had it. Um, But there's like some extra stuff in there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, So
1: you're on Instagram. How can another way for people to reach out if they wanted to DM you? Is that okay? Oh my God.
0: All right. So give us your handles. So my handle is Miss Felicia H M-I-S-S-F-E-L-I-C-I-A-H. Um, you can literally like send me anything you want and I'll answer anything. Um, and then meet Rooney. This is the same on on Instagram, M-E-E-T-R-U-N-I, and on TikTok, same M-E-E-T-R-U-N-I and TikTok, like we go wild. Like we have a good time on there. So Do you?
1: okay. Okay. Yeah. I have to start following you on on TikTok. I like oh.
0: TikTok. It's so fun. I mean, we literally, we don't have a lot of followers on TikTok because we're new. We only started mm-hmm. it like three weeks ago, okay. but we just go like, as we say internally, B W balls to wall, like right. anything goes. And it's so fun. So, so yeah. So much
1: fun. All right. So everybody follow Felicia Hershenhorn. She has given you all of her handles mm-hmm. and thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate me. it. And for everybody listening, thank you for joining us today. And until we talk next time, go live your fearlessly authentic life. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.